A tough way to begin the season. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the White Oak Football Show, right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. As White Oak falls to Troop 70 to 14. And, you know, we talked about it last week. We, we've talked about it when we talked to Coach Ludlow back at Coach's School. Uh, this, this is a rebuilding process, and this is what happens in a rebuilding process. Uh, you, you learn what your team's going to be like, though, in these moments, because eventually, if the plan goes as it should, you'll start winning. But before you do that, you've got to have these, these type of games. And, and let's be honest, this schedule is not going to do White Oak any favors this year. And especially you, you look at what happened against Troop, and now you got to turn around, you got to face an angry Harmony team that has everybody back from a semifinal run, and they're angry that they got beat by Hook last week in a great game as, as Hook scored with like a couple minutes left to win the game. And so it's going to be a tough road to hoe for the Roughnecks, but this, again, is also something that you can look back on in a couple years and you see that that's – this right here is when, when it all starts. Uh, the winning happens at the end of the journey. Everything else is the journey. And so we'll talk to Coach Ludlow about that and his thoughts and, and how do you bounce back when it is a game like that. And we'll do all that when we come back right here on the White Oak Football Show on the S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. Terry Bennett back here on the White Oak Football Show. Now joined by the head coach of the Roughnecks, Coach Mike Ludlow. And Coach, you know, you, you knew going into to this year what type of team you had and how young you are. You knew the schedule you were up against. Uh, a tough way to start the season. In a game like this, what do you tell your kids in the locker room? Yeah, so, you know, there's, there's the old cliche about let's keep fighting, let's do this, let's do that, but man, we really just honed in on what we needed to do. You know, we talk, we started talking about it even in the game, like, hey, right now every play is an opportunity to get something right. You know, we had a, we had a bunch of busted coverages and different things of that nature. We, we put the ball on the ground some, and everything. we tried to treat everything as a teachable moment. Everything was a teachable moment. So talking about the, the process of being able to, to get lined up, recognize the formation, get the call relayed across the field, make the check that we need to make based on – you know, in that case, where Trey Davis was at that point, so we didn't want to leave anybody solo, and we, we got caught in it a couple times. But just making sure that we, we didn't harp on everything that was going bad. We, harp, we harped on the fact of how do we fix what we need to do one play at a time. So working at one play at a time and, and being very intentional about, about making everything a learning moment was the, um, was the thing we needed to do for a bunch of young kids that didn't ever have those reps before on a Friday night. Well, and you and I were talking before we started recording. A lot of this isn't exactly what's happening on the field. A lot of this is, is you're you're coming into a program that, that has struggled over the last few years, and you're having to not only teach these young kids who haven't played a lot, but you're having to change the locker room and change the culture. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a there's definitely a mindset there um, that that we're trying to develop as far as um, you know, like our core values, our kids voted on. Our kids voted on the core values that are attack, juice, family, and nasty. And then when we, we get down to that, like those are just words until we figure out our kids and we and we make those into a reality. And uh, 
you know, the, the kids with that is, is the accountability coming from teammates is what we're really trying to get right now because coach-led teams can be good, but player-led teams can be great. And the accountability and understanding that coaches are always going to have expectations. Coaches are going to have those expectations of what we need to do, how we need to do things. And the kids know that if they don't do it, then there's going to be X, Y, Z that's going to happen. But the whole thing is as many expectations as coaches have, the real standards within a program come from what those kids and those teammates are going to allow to happen from their teammates or what they're going to allow to happen in practice, in the school, in the community. It's, it's what it's really going to be about. So coaches have expectations, but the players really hold the key to the standards and what they want to allow. And that's what we're truly, really trying to drive home right now is accountability between each other and, and getting on your brother is not a bad thing. It's making sure that, you know, that everything matters and that we want to do everything right because in the long term, like, winning is going to become a byproduct of the culture you create. And if player-led teams can be great, then we got to get to that level. And, and as we were talking, I, I know it's cliche, but culture is everything. And it might have always been, but it really does feel like in today's high school football, you look at the great programs, yeah, they have good talent, but they always, almost always have a great culture. Yeah, they do. That's exactly right. And I feel like it's important, too, because everyone, like you said, it's kind of gotten cliche at times where everyone wants to use that word but no one really tries to define it. You know, there's groups that do and the groups that do, they live by it. They follow it. But um, I feel like with culture, man, our definition would be a, the way a group of people think, speak and act. And within going in somewhere within 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, you watch a workout, you listen to the kids talk to each other. You, um, you watch how they practice. Like, I mean, you, you ought to be able to tell a little bit of what that culture is going to be about within that first 15 to 20 minutes. Cause it's the way a group of people think, speak and act. And when you can get a bunch of them on the same page in that category, and that's when everything else starts helping and starts taking care of itself as well. Did you, or I'm say, did you, how, how did the team react? How's the practice been this week? So real honestly, Monday, uh, Monday morning drug a little bit. Um, when it drug a little bit, it was still, we still had a little bit of the poor pitiful knees in us, but on uh, Monday towards the end of practice, we really kind of just went back to doing like, here's the base stuff. Let's do it as quick as we possibly can. And let's do it with a little bit of fire to us. Uh, practice like our hair's on fire. It started getting a little bit better. And then we came back, had a really good Tuesday. Uh, got our got our install finished for the game plan this week on Tuesday. And kids were locked in, ready to roll. And uh, today we went back out this morning and had another good practice. And we've just been, we've been sticking with being very intentional about addressing the needs of each group. You know, there's, it's not, it's not just football either. Like addressing the needs of each group. Every kid learns different. Every kid has a different process they have to go through to make sure it gets in. And our coaches have done a really good job of trying to either, you know, a send everything out to, through our um, through our group our group messaging system we have to make sure they have it. B putting them through different drills of it. C meeting with them. D they've gone through and had player evaluations with them and let them know exactly where they stand. Like our kids shouldn't have any question about what's going on there. And I think just being upfront with them has led to it's led to us being able to really open up and leave all the other cares behind us and um, be able to focus on what's in front of us and what's important and be very, very, very intentional about what we need in order to progress in this process, not just football-wise, but but mentally and, and as a teammate and as a brother as well. You know, you just brought up something, and I, I know in today's world everybody complains about phones and cell phones and your kids, you know, their heads are in their phone. But 
it also allows for coaches to have instant reaction from players on a Wednesday night if something's going wrong, whether it be football or in school or even in their personal life. And y'all now have a connection with players that, you know, even when I played in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, we would talk to a coach when we left practice and we wouldn't see him again until the next day. With cell phones, y'all are able to keep that constant flow going. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that just like anything else, you know, we have our group communication apps that we have and everything that, that we got. We have our overall team group in. We have our, our leadership council and we have our position groups. We have we have everybody, you know, where they have team and groups together. And we're able to get things out, you know, like we can send things out when we're done game planning on the weekends. We can send things out to the kids and they can have they can have game plan material. And when we come in Monday and we get ready to start going through stuff, they already have an idea of what's going on. You know, if there's something going on that needs to be addressed, we can put it out there right then. If I have something that needs to be addressed with my leadership council, I can send it out to them and let them go ahead and start thinking about it. And once we're able to get together and meet, they already know what we need to talk about. Um, so I think with anything nowadays, though, especially social media and phones, though, it can be either really, really bad or really, really good. It's all in how intentional you are with how you use it. So we try to use it for the good of it. And, you know, we've, we've been able to address a lot of needs through through football, through personal, through through school, um, we've been able to address a lot of needs to it because we're going to be very intentional about how we use it. Well, you, you go from the frying pan to the fire, you, from Troop to Harmony, a Harmony team that made a late run last year. Also, last week they lost in a very close one, so you know they're going to be angry. What are your thoughts on Harmony looking at them on film? Man, really solid team, really, really solid team. You know, I mean, they went to the semifinals and they returned 19 kids, uh, 19 out of 22 starters. They're they're very physical up front. Uh, they really will get after your tail up front in the box defensively. They, uh, they've got some kids that can move around a little bit on the offense. That, that quarterback, you know, he's got, he's got a little bit of go juice to him and uh, he can move around, but they are, they're just sounding what they do to be real honest with you. It's like when you have a group like they had at a year, like they had last year, and then all of a sudden you get everybody coming back. They're, they're chomping at the bit. You know, I talked to coach Jenkins a little bit and they're chomping at the bit and, those kids really got a chip on their shoulder and want to finish the job from last year. So I've been very impressed with them and what they do. They're sounding their adjustments, sounding their technique. Uh, they play the game physical. They're, they run a, they run a, um, run a one high odd stack defense that, I mean, it, it gives you issues. There's people coming from everywhere. They're, they do a very good job of disguising pressures and everything else. Offensively, they do a good job of moving people, manipulating, getting some guys in space. Um, so like I said before, man, we've, we've really taken that and, the, the thing on the other side of it is when we started game planning, you look at it and teams that are like that, like they're very sound technical. You can kind of see what they're trying to do too. And you can try to create some stuff off of it to give yourself better angles, better alignments, better adjustments for yourself. But, um, man, we've really focused in on taking care of us this week. And when I say that, we, we try to give our kids those angles and those adjustments through our game plan, but we've really done, done a job of trying to take care of us this week and addressing the needs that, that we had coming out of last week, because, I'll be real honest with you, Terry. We had, you know, we we had two scooping scores we gave up. So we fumbled twice, gave up, gave up scooping scores on. We had a ball that got picked, that got returned for six. We had uh, three busted coverage touchdowns. Um, had a uh, strength call adjustment touchdown. We gave up. So I mean, we we literally gave up 49 last week, and that that had nothing to do with harmony. Yeah. Um, that had nothing to do with troop. We have everything we have to do to to make those adjustments to get those things right. And if we can progress in that level. 
then we're going to get a little bit ever, better every week. And that, that's what we're worried about taking care of. Well, and, and I always believe that the biggest leap you usually see of young players is from week one to week two as that game starts <laughs> to slow down a little bit. Yeah, man, those, for some reason, I don't know if people go change them out after week one or something, but it <laughs> seems like the lights aren't quite as bright up there on those light poles after week one for your young guys. But uh, that first week, man, they're burning the brightest bulbs they can possibly find, and those kids are you know, a little bit starry-eyed. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, man, that week one to two is where you can see some jump at. And, you know, I feel really good about our kids' work this week, and I feel like I feel like we're going to see some jumps in some areas, and I feel like we're going to be a lot more sound in some areas because of it. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent As always, I want to thank the head coach of White Oak, Mike Ludlow, for joining us. As we've talked about it in the pre uh, part of this show, and as he talked about it, you know, it's this is the process, and and you know, if, if he'd have came in and, and had schedule control, I, I doubt he's going to lay out this murderer's row. You, you know, learning from coaches, talking with them and stuff, you've got to schedule with with what your team is. Um, you know, if you think you're you need to be battle hardened, well, then you go out and you schedule teams that are going to battle harden you. If you need wins and confidence, well, you go out and schedule games that you think you can win. Uh, both sides work. Um, the only time it gets bad is when if you're a bad team and you're playing a murderer's row, or if you're a great team and you're playing cupcakes, you don't really it, – it's hard to gain a lot from that. Now, with the attitude that this coaching staff in this office or this program has, I, I do think they're going to be fine getting through this, this, this tough schedule. Uh, but, th- but there's going to be some ugly scores. But eventually, as I said, winning is not the journey. The winning is the end. Your program is built, then start winning. You don't win and build a program after. And so these are the these are the early steps of taking this white what a white oak team and turning it around. And that's why I wanted to do this show. Uh, I, I enjoy you know we we do shows with a lot of state contenders: Holiday, Franklin, Brock. I mean, those are three teams right there that are playing for region semifinals, state, and winning state and state championships year in and year out. And those are fun to do, and I want to keep doing those. But I also this year wanted to uh, get coaches who are building programs 
like White Oak. Uh, being from East Texas, I, I've always admired White Oak and enjoyed their sports. I used to work at uh, Courthouse Athletic Club in Longview back in the late 90s, and the White Oak basketball team used to work out there. And uh, got to know a bunch of them. And, and so, you know, I've always kind of rooted on the side for White Oak. And, and so uh, I, I want to see this program succeed. East Texas football is better when White Oak is one of the teams that are making the playoffs year in and year out. And so we're here for the journey. It's not going to always be easy, uh, but it is going to be fun. And that's going to do it for this week. Next week, we'll talk about it next week right here on the White Oak Football Show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.